All right, hello. I'm Head of School Brent Bell, and welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Academic Department Heads Christy Baldwin, Brian Inman, Owen Kinney, Al Shorey, and Melissa Smiley. Together, we'll be taking a look back at 2022 as we prepare to usher in the new year. Thank you all for joining us today. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. Let's uh, just jump in and get started. We'll just kind of go around and uh, if you'll just introduce yourself and tell us uh, something that you found exciting uh, in your department over the course of, of the last year. Maybe an accomplishment of your students or faculty, uh, anything that's on your mind. Uh, Owen, let's kick it off with you. All right. Uh, well, my name is Owen Kenny. I'm the head of the science department. Uh, this is my 23rd year at Darlington. Uh, so every year has been great so far, but this year has been especially good for our uh, robotics team. I think they're, they're ranked number one in the state right now. So that's been quite a journey. We have a wonderful group of uh, young men and women. Uh, and this year we've worked particularly hard to connect with the local engineering community. Uh, we have been on several tours, Margon, uh, industries to see the recycling process. We've been to Coosa uh, uh, Steel to see what Andrew Seville and his group is up to out there. Uh, and we recently had a visit with uh, the CEO of uh, Modus Novo to learn all about um, physical therapy robots. And we also have been doing a lot of outreach work with uh, Lovejoy Baptist Church, the Boys and Girls Club, uh, and a few other groups here at Darlington and around the community. Al Shorey, the math department chair. I think this is my 10th year, but it might be nine. Uh, I just teach counting, but can't count. Um, I, it's I think 10, because you were here one year before me. Okay, 10 it is. Uh, I think the highlight this year is integrating some new members to the team. Uh, we brought Bree Blankenship on uh, to teach Algebra 2 and Geometry with us, and Aaron McCollum um, is new to the department. And we also have a lot of crossover going with the science department. Uh, we've got Monisha teaching Algebra 1, and... Uh, so all those interdisciplinary connections have been fun to watch, and uh, we got a great team. I've enjoyed working with them. I'm Melissa Smiley, and I'm the English Department Coordinator. I believe this is my sixth year. And kind of to piggyback on Al, we've got some new members of our department that have really added a lot. Um, Mallory Collier is teaching some of our ninth and 10th grade classes, and Skip Matherly down in the and Thatcher um, is teaching some seventh and eighth grade. It's been really nice to um, work with them and get some of their ideas and some of their fresh new excitement for some of the activities. And really, we've just been um, really planning and um, trying to really focus on our curriculum and what we want to read and how, how we want to integrate some ideas for diversity and um, multicultures and really focusing on some new literature and new new stories and really trying to have a good fresh outlook in the English department. Uh, Brian Inman, uh, History Department Chair. Um, the, I think this is my 22nd year at Darlington and uh, it's been a great year. A uh, very kind of invigorating year, energetic year. We. In the spring, we lost a, a, a faculty member that had been with us for a very long time, uh, left a huge hole in the department. He was a great, great teacher. But then we, we plugged that hole with a couple of new hires, uh, Heather Shores from um, the museum world, 
that came in at, uh, and has done a great job, as well as Alan Liao, who came from a school in Taiwan and uh, came here and is now teaching. And, and so I, I love our department because of its, its diversity and its ideas and creativity. I've also really enjoyed uh, working with uh, the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade teachers this year as well. Um, Patrick Collier was my student when he was here as a sophomore, and now he teaches the class that I taught him. So uh, he asked me, where's the textbooks? Like, don't you remember it all? And, um, <laughs> but uh, it's been fun working with them as well and, and getting to know more middle schoolers have been, been in the upper school for so long. Uh, that's a new flavor as well. But, but yeah, there's a lot of great ideas, a lot of creativity floating around the history department. It's almost like a, 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 sh a shiny new penny that, that you know, we've got. And uh, lots of big things planned on the horizon. Uh, I think there's, there's talk of a trip to Atlanta next semester to go to the Civil Rights Museum as well as the, the, the other areas around Atlanta, um, the historical uh, visits. And of course with, with Heather and our other U.S. history teacher, Lee Hadaway, they've got a lot of experience with, with that. So uh, very excited to be a part of the department. So. Well, I'm Christy Baldwin and I'm the head of the World Language Department and uh, this is my eighth year here and we also welcome some new faculty to our department. We have a new pre-K-5 teacher, Andrea Sierra from Venezuela and uh, we have Kemi Pichardo and she came to us from Japan so it's a big broad cultural perspective. We also have uh, Carmen Gonzalez, and she's from Mexico, so we're getting the kids all used to listening to different accents of Spanish, and that's something that always helps to increase their understanding of cultural diversity. Um, this year, we're working hard at integrating our new methodology of teaching through reading, so we are really working with our students in all their reading, listening, speaking, and writing skills as they learn the new language and utilize it to communicate. Awesome. Uh, a couple of you all uh, touched on sort of a learning outside of the classroom or reaching out into the, the community. Uh, would love uh, for you all to share any highlights uh, in either your work or, or a little bit more in the department. Uh, Owen shared a little bit. And Christy, I'd love to start with you, put you on the spot a little bit here. Um, I've heard from several parents about how much fun it is when they travel with their children and their children are able to communicate uh, in Spanish. And I'm wondering if you hear any of those stories, you'd like to share anything about um, students really utilizing the language skills and the way that you guys are, are teaching Spanish here at Arlington. I have heard from several of the parents in different situations, some locally that just would go to a restaurant or go to a local store and then hear people or my, their children might find that somebody needs help and they're willing to try their Spanish to communicate and help them. And several of them who have traveled to a Spanish-speaking country and find the parents find themselves asking their kids for help to interpret or communicate with some of the local people in Spanish. And I think it's helped a lot that now that we have shifted this methodology to just teach the kids whatever you know how to say just try to make yourself understood and you will be able to communicate even in a totally spanish-speaking situation great it's really it's fun to see and hear the pride uh, that they have when they're when they're able to pull it off so to speak right <laughs> and particularly if someone particularly themselves does need help and they and they solve their their own issues how about others? Engagement in the community or learning outside of, of the classroom that's been exciting for you all? 
had a chance to sort of work with uh, Reed Owens and Taylor as they were in Spain. I took a group of 10 Spanish students over there for an immersion experience. And my job was just to get them to Spain, which um, this summer was more difficult than you might think. But we, we got all there in one piece. <laughs> and they had an awesome experience. They all lived with host families for a couple of weeks. And then in the afternoons, they were doing some classwork. And then they would have evening trips. And by all reviews, it was a great experience for them. Um, Julie Fine and I recently attended the NCTE conference in Anaheim, California. Um, and that's the National Council for Teachers of English. And so that wasn't really the students doing much, but we just had a great experience and um, went to so many sessions to really work on what we needed to do to um, make sure that our students were having the best experience that they could at our school um, involving all literacy, you know, vocabulary and writing and reading and how to put it all together in the best way possible. And just getting to spend that time with professionals from all over the country is always a little invigorating. You come back, you know, ready to go with all these new ideas and excitement. So that, that was a really fun opportunity. Uh, a couple things. Um, the first of all, we had a group go to England over Thanksgiving break and, and um, I talked to a lot of the students who went and they had a great experience, especially um, you know, going and seeing the historical places and stuff around England and London. Um, and it was actually worked into a lesson that I did today when we talked about an area of London that has a monument and we talked about the monument and the significance of it in our lesson today. So travel is, is something great and we hope to do a lot more of it um, and to enrich the historical experience. The second thing is, you know, it is an election year and we had uh, one of our faculty members, Lee Hadaway, who went and worked the polls in November. And um, that's a great experience. And, you know, I talked to her about that and she does it as kind of a, um, a way to show her students that she wants to be involved in the process and she wants to show them how important the process is. You know, those, those students who are going to be voters very soon, you know, and so um, very proud of her for doing that and, and working the polls locally in, in Floyd County, so. Excellent. Mm -hmm. It's great, great to hear um, the travel, right? Both personal travel to conferences and things like that, student travel and sort of a, a return to the ability to travel um, with its set of challenges right now, um, logistically perhaps from time to time, but great to, uh, to hear that, that students are, are having those opportunities. Uh, I'd like to ask the rest of the group, Melissa touched on a recent professional development opportunity uh, that she was able to participate in. Um, the, uh, obviously, the, the school, uh, very proud of, of its ability to offer professional development opportunities to its uh, faculty through really the Thatcher grants and the Wood grants. And um, I don't know if anybody would like to um, touch on a, a professional development experience that uh, you've had over the last year and, um, and share a little bit about that with us. This summer I was able to participate in a Fluency Matters conference in the Trainer Trainer track. So I was able to get some training on how to help other teachers utilize the new methodology using comprehensible input and the use of readers in the classroom to learn the language. So we not only get training on all the different techniques, but we were also training on how to help other people learn how to do and the same uh, teaching methodology and utilize it in the classroom. It was great to collaborate with so many people from all over the United States that come in with different ideas, teaching 
multitude of languages and I got to attend a Hebrew class, a Chinese class, and learn a few words here and there just by the same methodology that we are utilizing. So it was a phenomenal experience. Some of our teachers who were not able to travel were able to attend it virtually. So it was great to integrate all of our new people and get them already immersed in what we're doing here at Darlington. Great. And where was that? It was, it, uh, I, I did not, it was in Saline, Michigan, close to Detroit. It's a very small school, but it was a great conference. Excellent. Last spring I had a chance to go to Stanford as part of uh, Wood, our Wood Fellowship grant that we uh, had and it was about teaching math in a more hands-on, engaging, authentic way and lo and behold after that experience we had the need for a, a, another middle school math class which I'm able to um, use that experience and that curriculum with, with these students and it's, uh, it's been a really good experience to, to put that in practice and I think I'm learning, I have a group of students who just absolutely hated math coming in and I'm gradually teaching them to, to appreciate it and engage with it. It's, it's been a nice journey. Great. Uh, well, I was able to go to the University of Michigan for about the 15th time or so uh, since I've been working at Arlington. Uh, and we're working uh, with freshwater turtles uh, at a field station uh, at the University of Michigan. And we worked on restoration ecology, uh, basically helping to plan the removal of invasive plants from nesting areas and turtle, for turtles, as well as the wetland habitats. Uh, we're having pretty major issues with invasive plants, which is true pretty much all over the world. So this is a good case study where we can combine long-term uh, ecological data with some modern techniques of removing invasive plants and using biological controls like beetles to remove other invasive plants. So how did you first become involved with that program? You said 15 years ago? Yeah, I, I started in 1994, so it's been a long time. I've been back there doing work uh, with my former uh, graduate advisor at UGA, and then people from all over the, all over the country that are collaborators on that, so it keeps me in the academic world. Uh, still working on papers, still doing field work, and that sort of thing. Great. Now in the history department, we for the last couple of years, we've been working on the idea of classroom design, um, and you know we're trying to work on all aspects of our teaching. But uh, the way uh, the furniture and, and the classroom is set up has been big in that shift from the lecture format, sage on the stage, to more student-centered uh, learning. And uh, we're about halfway done. Uh, we've got classrooms with, with tables that can be shifted and moved uh, for, so kids can work in groups and on different projects. Uh, the teachers have really uh, embraced the process. Uh, they, they feel like their teaching has been enhanced in, in losing the traditional styles of furniture and moving more toward like progressive student-centered styles. Um, they're gonna apply for another grant this year to try to keep that process moving. Um, and uh, and add some more things and then look at you know do the research and look at what we can do with these designs and what we can do with this new new classroom setup that would enhance the learning for the students so and then we all participated in a leadership workshop this summer as we're kind of restructuring our department chair philosophy and ideas and um, that was really helpful because we were all working together and um, kind of 
figuring out the best way to interact with people in our department and get the best results. Um, so that's that's been really helpful for all of the, the members of the academic leadership team. Can I say one more thing about this? Um, probably the best professional development we did as a department was having a retreat uh, at the end of the year and got together uh, and just really went through uh, our curriculum and went through the skills that we thought mattered to each level for our students from grade six all the way up to grade 12. Uh, we have some wonderful talent, some people who are former engineers, uh, especially uh, microbiologists, and so we just get together and we talk shop. We say what we love about the different subject areas and how we can work those into our classes in a more deliberate way uh, to get the kids engaged in STEM. Great, excellent. Change, uh, change direction a little bit here. Um, it's interesting to be in the academic or the, the school world. Um, we really uh, operate in two different years at the same time. Uh, so we're uh, wrapping up uh, 2022 is a calendar year. We're also in the middle of the 2022-2023 uh, school year. Um, and that's always an interesting dynamic of, of the work that, that we do uh, here at, at Darlington for sure. But I'm curious uh, if you all would be willing to share either a non-academic uh, professional highlight or a personal highlight um, that's mattered to you uh, in the last uh, year? I'm excited about uh, our, our sports program. I work with the girls soccer team and, and the boys as well. Um, we brought, for the first time in a while, we brought the same staff back and our, the, our teams are, back, are thriving. Uh, we've got over 50 soccer players and with the boys and girls together. And, um, you know, going through, we were actually in the midst of our season when COVID hit a couple years ago and canceled that season after spring break. And so it's been a, a battle to kind of build, build that program back. But I'm really looking forward to this spring and see what, what our athletes can do out on the field. Great. Well, something that has happened in the Spanish classrooms in the middle school level is that we have had uh, music competitions. We have March Madness, and then in October, we had Locotubre, and the kids get to listen to 16 new songs for them from different singers from different countries that speak Spanish. And sometimes they like the music, sometimes they like the person, sometimes they like the videos, but they're able to ex be exposed to Spanish outside the classroom because most of them then go home and create a Spotify playlist of mm -hmm. all these singers that they never heard of. And now they request, are we going to have this band? Are we going to have this singer for the next competition that we have? So it's something just integrating them more into the Spanish-speaking culture. Great. I've had like uh, four kids go through Darlington, and my daughter's graduated from college this spring, and I have twin boys who are graduating from, uh, my daughter's graduated from college this spring, and my uh, twin boys are graduated from Darlington this spring, but my youngest uh, has decided to, to take up football and he's been playing football since the middle school and you know I've been here for 22 years and I've gone to football games mostly home games if they're a close away game I would go but this is the first season where and I, I've seen parents who you know friends who, who who would go and be at every game and and this is my the first season where my wife and I would just take the Friday afternoons and 
pack everything up and sometimes drive for more than an hour <laughs> to get to like a stadium and sit there. And of course, he's a freshman, so he doesn't play very much, you know, but, but you know, you get to watch the games and, and that, that's been an experience after 22 years. This is me, um, my four years of going to every football game, you know, and, and we had a good season. So, and it was still pretty stressful. <laughs> Many of the games were. So I'm like, look, if you're, you're going to keep this up. I, after the last game when they lost, I went up to him and says, look, you got three more years of this, and I'm not sitting through a bunch of losing seasons, so you better keep it up. You know, <laughs> this is your legacy. You better do it. And he's like, okay, do that. But, um, but you know, that was that was interesting. I'd never gone to every game and had been that person. I'd known people to do that and, and, and saw their posts throughout the years and, and when their kid graduated as a senior, how meaningful was that last game was. And, and looking at the last game, that was something. You know, it was something. Uh, to see those people finish up a high school career that sometimes lasted from middle school all the way up to 12th. And uh, so that's going to be my life in the fall now for the next four years, like three years anyway, is doing that. So it'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be quite a ride. So, uh, Well, let me see. Uh, we are bringing our zoology classes to the Golden Isles, uh, staying in Jekyll and traveling up and down the coast. Uh, Let's see, that'll be 30 kids coming and four science faculty members going. So it's, it's all about learning uh, what good land stewardship looks like. So we get to see places that Ducks Unlimited has protected or places the state or the federal government has protected and how that relates to wildlife that lives there. We get to talk about concepts that we learn about in our biology classes and our environmental science classes and our zoology classes. I uh, get a chance to experience this and hang out as a group with the seniors. It's always an adventure. Uh, we gamify the whole thing, so everyone's trying to see as many birds as they possibly can see, different species, working with adults that are also growing in their knowledge about the environment and about birds. So we have a great time every year. Great. Excellent. So let's talk a little uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, as, as we sort of uh, wind towards conclusion of, of this podcast. So first one, a little bit different question. You guys are all experienced uh, educators. Um, you're all also parents of high school graduates. Uh, and so what piece of advice would you give a member of the class of 2023 for their final semester of high school? I would probably tell them don't check out too soon because you know there are some really important things that happen at the end of the year and it's the last time you have a chance to experience them so sometimes when they're like ready to go and they miss out on some things that are really important so don't don't check out too soon I tell them to hang on and hang out with their friends for as much as they can because friendships change once they all go to college even when they get together afterwards I've seen it with my kids friends and just enjoy their friends enjoy their parents hang out with their parents some because we miss them when they leave uh, this isn't popular with my kids but it, um, for my time in the military uh, we always would say you get better at going through tough times by going through tough times and the, for a lot of seniors this semester is a time where they're not super interested in the academics but if you can discipline yourself to push through it and do it well that's a life skill that puts you ahead so practice um, having the self-discipline to do things well, even when you don't necessarily have a reward or want to do it. 
Yeah, since I've got, as I mentioned before, since I've got two that are. What, what advice are you going to be sharing yeah. on this Christmas yeah. break? Go to Mr. Inman. Go to college and don't come back. <laughs> no, that's not going to be it. No, I think as a historian, you know, you want people, you wonder if people in, in certain situations were ever kind of captured in the moment, you know, the moment of this or the moment of that. And I want my, my twin boys to be captured in the moment of, of, of what's going on around them and how this is a definite step of life, a uh, watershed moment, if you will, and they just get bigger from here, you know? Uh, the one thing that I see with a daughter graduating from college and sons graduating from high school is that the high school graduation is fun. It's like the future is ahead of you and college is there. Uh, my daughter is terrified because <laughs> now she has to adult, you know, and so that's a very different feeling of graduation. And so I just want them to be able to feel that, you know, feel just be be captured in the moment as they go through this last semester. So, well, I I, I always say that the, my greatest uh, sign of success is if someone wants to be a science major when they go to college. I can't always have that, uh, but I do encourage kids to engage with adults with older students as they go off to college and really start asking questions about what do they want to give the world? Like what is it that they're going to contribute? Uh, what kind of skills do they want to build? Uh, a lot of times kids go off to college and they don't really have a goal. So it's, it's like, what, what is your goal going to be? You're, you're welcome to change it, uh, but you got to have some sort of goal to go after. So speaking of goals, um, we ask uh, the faculty to think about goals at this time of year. Um, anybody uh, up for sharing uh, one of those goals, either personal or professional, or, or you know, I guess resolutions in the nomenclature uh, of uh, of New Year's? Mr. Kenny, you want to sure lead us I mean, off? Well, I, I am an ecologist. I'm not a physicist or a chemist, uh, and. And my goal has always been to try to learn more about the subjects in the science department, to, to read more and to engage with those teachers at a higher level to try to figure out what makes them tick, what gets them excited about the subject that they teach because I want them to deliver that to our students more than just textbooks, more than just you know, handouts. I, I want real insights uh, delivered to our students. Uh, I would concur with that. Like, um, what, we've got a pilot course that we thought was just going to be one year this year, which was pre-cal finance, which is learning about what the financial lessons of life. It turned into three separate sections because the kids are so excited about it. Um, and then I have another teacher that's doing an intro to engineering. So bringing math to life uh, with real-world applications and continuing to find ways to do that is always on my to-do list. For us and for the English department, you know, you have your traditional canon that everybody's supposed to read in ninth grade, everything's supposed to read in tenth grade and eleventh grade, and we've been really trying to challenge each other to look at that and and see, you know, what what contemporary stuff might we want to add, and um, really look at some things that maybe aren't so old, but are still um, teaching the same theme and the same lessons. There's nothing or, wrong with old. I, I know, I know. And we appreciate the old, but maybe let's pair it with something a little more contemporary so that um, it, the readability is where we want it to be so that they're getting the message um, in, in a way that um, that they enjoy, that they're entertained. So we're, we're looking at literature that way. I'm just really excited about, like, the the new 
head of department um, job that's been kind of created over the last year and, and how it focuses on the idea of team building. Um, I mean, I've known a lot of the people in the park for a very long time, and, and I think the, the new job kind of gives you an opportunity to, to get to know them even more and help them grow as teachers and be their partner, really, just be their ally. Um, and I've enjoyed that so much this semester is one of the reasons why I'm kind of excited about like what's going on at Darlington. And I'm really going to enjoy creating, seeing what happens. You know, it's like a blank canvas and we're just painting and we're going to see, you know, how this is all going to uh, play out with the, everyone has the goal of getting better and making Darlington a great place. Um, and so we're just going to, we're going to push forward and, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to go. I really um, would like for us to work together with our students in our department to make sure that we don't have a child saying, I'm not good at Spanish. That's one of those things that everybody, you, you speak one language, so everybody can learn a second language and just demystify the whole idea of, I took four years of Spanish in high school and I don't remember anything that many adults have. Just make sure that we are graduating um, our Darlington students are able to communicate as basically as, as in, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but just being able to say, I can speak Spanish and I can utilize it in every day. That's great. Those are lofty, lofty plans and ideals, and, and that's what uh, obviously we're, we're striving for every day, and it'll be excited to, exciting to see all of those things uh, come to fruition. I personally resolve to take advantage of our students uh, in the second semester and by that I mean we've got a, a group of uh, young men leading a senior venture on personal training so I, I've decided to opt into their uh, personal training regimen when we uh, return from uh, the holiday break here so I'm looking forward uh, to that and um, hopefully that will keep them engaged and not checking out too early please um, <laughs> if we're uh, we're in there uh, sweating together there in the in the afternoon so um, it's been a great conversation um, you know on behalf of the school uh, really grateful for all of the efforts that you all make and your departments make on behalf of our students and, and putting uh, what's in the best interest of the students first uh, in all of the things that we do and um, really appreciate you all joining us today and uh, certainly uh, wish you all a healthy and happy uh, new year uh, a little bit of time to rest and recharge uh, over uh, this sort of change in routine i've started calling it rather than breaks necessarily during the school year um, and certainly to everybody in the, uh, the Darlington community and our listeners out there, we wish you a, a healthy and happy new year as well. We're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you listen to podcasts, and please subscribe if you haven't already. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org backslash podcast. And if you ever have questions about today's program, Ideas for a future episode, please send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication, advancement, and IT teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.